0: Welcome to HBW Insight's Over the Counter podcast. I'm Hannah Daniel, HBW's U.S. health and wellness reporter, and I'll be your host for today's episode of Over the Counter. You'll also hear David Ridley, EU senior editor for HBW Insight, hosting other episodes of Over the Counter. Together, we explore the latest issues in consumer health and cosmetics across the U.S. and EU, we speak to industry experts and executives about market trends and hot button issues within the OTC, dietary supplement, and cosmetics industries. In this episode, I'm speaking with Sampo Parkinen, CEO of Revive. Headquartered in Chicago and Helsinki, Revive provides businesses with AI technology platforms to deliver a digitally driven, personalized brand experience to connect with consumers. I spoke to Sampo about the importance of individual customizations and how businesses can and should be leveraging new technology to build relationships with their customers. Finally, we talked about the cosmetics industry and its intersection with the metaverse and how Revive and AI technology can fit into that space. Welcome to the podcast, Sampo. Thank you so much for being here.
1: It's a great pleasure to be here and, uh, and yeah, really excited.
0: Yeah, so Sampo is the CEO of Revive, which is an AI-based, personalized digital brand platform. Could you tell me a little bit more about the company? Because I know you can do a better job describing it than I can.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. My pleasure. So what we really do is we empower beauty brands and retailers across the broad spectrum of skin health, beauty, and wellness. Um, To really transform their business from sort of transaction driven into relationship driven. So, we leverage technologies, mainly artificial intelligence, augmented reality, computer vision, in order to help these brands of retailers provide a hyper personalized brand experience across the entire consumer journey from the initial interaction you as a consumer have with a brand all the way through to content, education, advice, product recommendations as well as fueling the data and the zero-party and first-party data that you, as a brand, need in order to truly build a long-term relationship with your consumers and your audience. Um, so today, we work with more than 100 different uh, sort of enterprise uh, brands and retailers um, across five different continents.
0: Can you talk a little bit about your partnerships and how those work?
1: Definitely. So um, obviously, when we talk about partnering with brands and retailers, we really think about that as reflecting the relationship that we want to build with them. Um, because what we often talk about is, you know, yes, in, in practice, you know, brands and retailers are our customers. We provide our software solutions for those brands and retailers. However, the way we think about our work with brands and retailers, really partnering with them and being this partner that helps them personalize the customer experience. So we're not just a technology vendor, we don't consider ourselves just a technology vendor, just a solution provider, but actually a partner who not only delivers the technology, but also helps the brand or retailer over time in getting value out of that technology, thinking about what's next, building roadmaps together, and doing all of that brain work together with a brand in ensuring that they are able to deliver that five-star sort of brand experience across skin, health, beauty, wellness, whichever vertical they're looking to do it in. Um, so technically, yes, they are our customers, but we do think about it as a, as a partnership, um, and, and that's the way we like to work with brands.
0: Yeah, we've written about some of the partnerships that you all have entered in some of our articles. Um, if I remember correctly, we just did one about um, the Living Proof, and Unilever, which was a very cool project. I got to read about it. And I will link that article to this podcast so that people can check it out later if they're interested. But, you know, talking more about your AI technology because that's something that is definitely taking over you know, a lot of the market space, but definitely in beauty, because we're, you know, looking at a lot of customization and consumer want for customization. I saw on your website, you have a very cool skin selfie analysis technology. Can you tell me about how it works and what customers get out of it and like what they value from it?
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, you know, we started originally from the skin AI space. And what we really looked at is we, you know, if you, if you go to a dermatologist, you know, you go in store and you talk to a beauty consultant, they can be very knowledgeable about what's going on with your skin um, and they can tell you a lot of things about your skin. And what we said is that is an amazing customer experience for you as a user, because, you know, you get advice, you get ideas, you get information, you get content effectively from that beauty consultant or from that dermatologist. And we thought, how do we replicate this? How do we replicate this across all the different possible digital channels where you as a brand or you as a retailer are interacting with your audience? Um, So, you know, we took a sort of science first approach to saying we have to be able to develop technology that uses a selfie, uses an image or a video feed of the consumer to accurately analyze the visible signs of various skin concerns and conditions, you know, directly from your face. And we have to be able to leverage that to help our brands talk and start a dialogue based on that with their consumer audience. So so really what we do is, is in that um, you know, sort of skin diagnosis, skin analysis solution, um, what we're really doing is we're leveraging a, an exorbitant amount of data in the background about different um, facial concerns, different skincare concerns that we are using AI on top of to provide an analysis, provide value to the consumer. Uh, again, starting from that science-backed basis. So Our starting point for our skincare product, in fact, for all of the verticals that we work with, whether it's skincare, care, and makeup uh, today... It is that you know we need to start from a science-based approach, um, and and that's very much at the sort of foundations. We have our internal team of computer vision PhDs, you know, patented algorithms around computer vision and how we do that analysis. Um, but really, it is all about providing value to the consumer, telling them things about their skin that provide them value, because only if we're able to do that. Are we able to provide value to our brand and retail partners?
0: So this skincare technology is kind of taking the place or not taking the place, but making more accessible um, this in-person consulting that, you know, maybe not everyone is able to get and maybe not every brand is able to provide.
1: Yeah. So in in digital channels, you know, certainly Uh, there's also an element that we've recognized now in the last couple of years, um, you know, during COVID where we've actually seen the power of you know, leveraging the experience of that physical in-store person, uh, that in-store dermatologist, in-store beauty consultant, in connection with this technology. So augmenting, you know, the physical human expertise and experience of those individuals together with this technology in order to enable a sort of deeper dialogue and a deeper engagement, a deeper connection between the brand and the consumer. So initially, our starting point was very much just a, you know digital channels let's let's you know let's make sure that the consumer is is um is able to um able to have this type of a dialogue you know with um w- with the brand um across digital channels but today we see you know various opportunities also in combining and or augmenting the expertise of the the physical individual using this type of technology
0: Gotcha. And obviously your skincare technology is where you started, but it's not the only thing that you provide. I believe that you have skincare, makeup, hair care, sun care, and nutrition advisor AI platforms. Is that correct?
1: That, that is correct. You know, that is, that is correct, definitely. So, you know, we started from skincare, but we soon recognized that this the importance of providing this type of personalized, engaging experience, you know, that the brand needs to provide to the consumer It spreads across all these different verticals, across the whole spectrum of skin health, beauty, and wellness. Um, So it's much more about, you know, much more than just skincare or just color cosmetics. It's actually helping the brand create deeper connections across all these different verticals. Because these are, for every consumer, these are probably the most personal product categories that you could ever think of, the most personal categories of commerce. And that's where being able to truly create a personalized brand experience, being able to truly connect and provide value to the consumer, as opposed to just pushing products to them. That's where it really matters. Um, So we very quickly saw that, and therefore sort of expanded our platform to encompass all these uh, different verticals.
0: And are you finding that there's one that businesses are more drawn to, or one of your platforms that's being used more than others?
1: So obviously, you know, we have a background in, in, in skin care and, and historically we've been known as the pioneers of, of that space. So, so, and, and particularly around, you know, during COVID as well, um, in the last couple of years, we did see a, a dip in color cosmetics and color cosmetics consumption, and we saw more focus on, on skin care. Um, now, that being said, I think, you know, when you look at the brand partnerships that we have... Um, you know, we we are certainly seeing uh, color cosmetics pick up again. We're seeing some very very exciting developments in hair care. I mean, you talked about Living Proof, which is which is a fantastic partner of ours, um, the Unilever brand, um, and and we are definitely seeing these other verticals around skin health, beauty, and wellness pick up in in importance um, and in you know in the mind share of these brands as we are. I don't know if we can say we're getting out of COVID, but maybe we're, you know, maybe we're getting uh, accustomed to it in a in a sense. So, so it, it is really interesting to see um see how these verticals are, are are shaping. And again, like we are, I have to admit, you know, this industry is very very early. You know, it is still very very nascent. Um, so it is a very exciting time to to be here and be at the sort of forefront of shaping what that customer experience, what that brand experience for all these verticals is going to look like for the consumer in the years to come.
0: I hope you're enjoying this episode of Over the Counter. Make sure to follow Pharma Intelligence on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts to get notified about the latest episodes. Also, don't forget to check out our HBW Insights publication at hbw.pharmaintelligence.informa.com for all of the latest health, beauty, and wellness news. Now back to the interview. You mentioned being at the forefront of you know, integrating, I, I believe integrating technology into an AI and more personal consumer personalization um, into the cosmetics industry as well as just into our everyday lives um, as consumers. Um, So I guess, you know, why is, what is the importance of personalization to consumers? And why, what is the value of that? I mean, obviously there's, there is, you know, like my feelings about it. Like I love having things personal to me. It makes me feel seen and listened to. But obviously you guys are, and your company is built around consumer personalization. Can you talk to me a little bit about the consumer side of that?
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and, you know, to, to start from a sort of high level view, you know, the way we look at personalization, it actually takes two forms. You know, you have personalizing the experience that you get as a consumer. And and that's very much where we live. The other side of personalization is really personalizing the products or services themselves and we see a lot of brands you know looking at that space personalized product formulations you know based on an analysis or a question or even your skin microbiome for example for skincare or, or dna and those types of things so personalization really takes two forms so it's both the personalizing the actual products and then personalizing the experience and then we obviously focus on the experience and what we the, the reason we think that personalization across skin health, beauty and wellness is particularly powerful is that if you look at the alternative, the sheer amount of product alternatives available for the consumer today, uh, it is very, very difficult to stand out from the crowd from the noise that's out there you know from the vast marketing budgets it's very very difficult to stand out you know whether it doesn't matter how good your product is i mean you could have an excellent product but it's still very difficult to stand out and so we believe that you know that a big part of how you as a brand are able to get the mind share and ultimately you know the the, the wallets of consumers is through providing them an experience not just providing them with excellent products the products have to do the job that they're meant for obviously um but you know it's through providing an amazing experience a memorable experience an experience that the consumer wants to return to and wants to come back to time and time and time again that's how ultimately you're able to thrive and and that's why we think sort of personalization is so powerful because it is really the only way that you're able to showcase to the consumer consistently across different channels across you know time that you as a brand actually understand them and because you understand them you know they should be spending their hard-earned money with you as opposed to someone else who maybe doesn't understand. So, so that's, that's where we're coming from when it comes to personalization. And that's why we think it's, it is going to become, if it isn't already, it is going to become business critical in skin health, beauty and wellness over the the next few years.
0: Is there a difference in generational demographics or demographics between consumers who put more of an emphasis on brands being more customizable or more personal to them?
1: Well, look, I I certainly, I mean, I I think there's, I really have two opinions to this. You know, as we look at the usage of our platform across the retail, different, you know, more than 100 different brand or retail partners across five continents, we actually see a surprisingly even spread of demographics, you know, age groups, you know, uh, genders and and so forth, you know, different ethnicities across the different different, uh, geographies. So, and that's really surprising because at the same time, what we know and what we understand, particularly about younger generations, if you think about millennials or Gen Z, is we really understand the importance that they base on responsibility, um, you know, values, authenticity, all these things that you as a brand really cannot portray without personalization. So, so that's, that's I think... Um, a really sort of interesting dichotomy that we're seeing in the marketplace because we see consumers of all generations reacting very positively to the experiences that our brands and retails are putting forward, you know, leveraging our technology. But at the same time, we do also know that there is a, an increasing amount of younger generations who are really, really willing to you know put their wallets behind that ideology and say, you know what, if you're not going to treat me as an individual, I'm just going to walk. I'm going to go to someone who cares or shows me that they care. And, um, and so that's that's what we're seeing from a sort of generational perspective.
0: That's super interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected that, but it makes sense that, you know, younger generations are putting more of an emphasis on it, um, but everyone's reacting positively to it. Um, so, yeah, just to go to kind of our final question, which is um, something that we've been really interested over here at HBW Insight is looking at the metaverse and how companies are entering the metaverse. Um, and we define the metaverse as, I guess, the world defines it, but just for our you know, purposes, we define the metaverse as the intersection of, you know, human use and technology. So in my opinion, I would consider something like AI skincare technology part of the metaverse. And I wanted to know, do you consider your company part of the metaverse or are you somewhere in between where you are still considering yourself like we're not, we're not part of that metaverse Facebook nonsense?
1: If you think about the metaverse, I mean, we we don't consider ourselves as a metaverse company as such. Um... However, you know, we do play our part, you know, in 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 the metaverse for sure because when when you think about the metaverse, and we, the way we think about the metaverse is really this blending of um, you know, physical and digital, you know, what is what is real, what is what is physical and tangible in the world, what is augmented through technology. And and when you think about, you know, sort of what that means, um you know, that really boils down to how do consumers experience brands? What are the environments that consumers live in? What are the worlds that consumers live in? Um, you know, do they just live in the physical world? Do they live in a digital world? Do they live in somewhere in between where part is physical, part is real, part is something you can touch, and part is just, you know, digital that you access through a, a lens or a camera or or, or something else? And I do very much believe that that is going to be a model of of sort of viewing the world for for multiple generations, um, which is going to have an impact on how they experience brands, uh, how they interact with brands, and ultimately how they part with whatever currency it may be physical capital maybe you know credit card maybe you know uh, cryptocurrency i mean who knows um, in the future but whatever currency um, parting them and exchanging that between themselves and brands it's going to take um you know d- different forms um so for us i think the um the largest um sort of way that we think about uh, this whole um experience and this whole um world is that it is something that I think our brand and retail partners certainly must you know, play a role in. They certainly must adopt it. Uh, as with any new technology or any new world, there is an increasing amount of, I would say, hype in the early days when it comes to something new like the metaverse. So we've certainly seen that over the few first few months. Uh, but what I think is really encouraging is that a lot of brands have taken the leap to not just sort of follow the hype, but actually concretely look into the metaverse, investigate what are the possibilities, how should we participate now, and say, hey, look, we believe that you know the consumer will be here. The consumer might not be there yet, not in mass. I mean, there's a there's a there's a there is a portion of consumers that are already there, but you know, the, the great masses are not there yet. But, you know, to really take the leap uh, quite boldly and say, hey, you know what? Consumers are going to be there. They're They're going to come and we have to be there. We have to be present there. And that's very much the way that we're looking at the metaverse as well, where we say, look, in our opinion, it is going to be something that is going to factor in to the brand experience, to the consumer experience, how consumers experience brands. We certainly have the technologies that are very much a great fit with the metaverse, with with AI, with augmented reality. They are almost like made for the metaverse in in, in a sense. Um, So so that's the way that we're looking at it now. I think what will take a bit of time is for actual commerce, transactions to start happening at a large scale. Um, How much time? Well, um, you know, I would make a great technology investor if I if I knew exactly how much time how much time that would take and how early we really are but I think it is overall I think it's a very very exciting um development and I think it is a natural continuation of you know what we saw in the 90s we saw you know the rise of internet maybe we saw the rise of e-commerce in the 2000s we saw commerce go through what used to be multi-channel then it was omni-channel and maybe today in a way it's omni-channel and now we're saying hold on there's this new element it's not just digital inside of the physical world like on your computer screen or on your mobile screen it's actually digital blended with the physical world in a way where almost those two are indistinguishable um so i think it is a continuum of of how commerce how the world how you know how consumer appetites you know the the consumer drive for for experiences is is evolving so so um yeah it's a very exciting time also from that perspective
0: so yeah that was all of the questions i had thank you so much for your insight on all things digital as well as the really cool work that your company is doing
1: Definitely. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, It's been a a great pleasure and uh, hope to speak to you soon.
0: If you'd like to learn more about this topic, you can check out HBW Insight, a publication from Informa Pharma Intelligence. There, you can find any articles that we've mentioned in the podcast, as well as further articles that we've written on the subject. You can also find links to other Informa Pharma Intelligence podcasts. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Thank you again for listening and be on the lookout for more over-the-counter U.S. episodes.